2: Hey everybody, this is Phil Town,
0: and this is Danielle Town.
2: Welcome to the Invested Podcast. We are broadcasting from around the world today. <laughs> of course, Danielle is in Zurich always, but I'm in um, I'm in Indian Wells, which is near Palm Springs.
0: Very oh, I didn't know you beautiful. were right in Indian Wells.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm at the La Quinta Resort, which was built in 1926. You're at
0: the La Quinta, Dad. You didn't tell me that. See, look at this room. You got my didn't, fireplace
2: right well, here. Well, clearly
0: you didn't remember. That's where Nuno and I went for our honeymoon. Oh my
2: gosh, I did not <laughs> remember that. Oh, well, dang. I don't it's understand a why it's very fabulous.
0: Lovely place. <laughs> lovely, lovely, really lovely.
2: Really beautiful. And I'm out here without Melissa. I'm hanging up with my brother. Hanging with my brother. That's so Living great. We've been out racing cars and it's been great.
0: That's so awesome. I'm so glad you can do it. You've been going through it and it's really good to feel like you can get back to the things that you really enjoy.
2: You know, when I was a river guide before you were born and I was making $4,000 a year, I never, it's like, I never felt super pinched for money, Mm -hmm. but I had a lifestyle that was very, very inexpensive,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
2: So i lived on the floor of the transcendental meditation center in a sleeping bag (laughs) everything i owned fit into a small waterproof bag excuse me i drove a really beat up volkswagen that i bought for a few hundred dollars and had to rebuild the engine and um
0: i didn't did you actually do that you actually rebuilt the engine twice because i remember when i was 14 and i got my learner's permit you got you came home with this book that was about <laughs> how you rebuild a vw engine
2: yes that's the remember book remember that
0: and uh-huh. you were like we're going to do this and then that's going to be your car and then we yeah. both read the book and then i think you were like actually we're not going to do this
2: <laughs> we're not going to do this <laughs> I remember. I, remember I thought it was because,
0: <clears> throat> like, throat> you didn't quite believe that you'd be able to do it out of a book, so I didn't oh, know that yeah. you had actually ever done it.
2: Yes. I'm sure you well, told me,
0: but I didn't like <throat> process that.
2: The first time I did it, I did it in a barn in Flagstaff. I was living in my Volkswagen bus, and we had a barn for the river gear, and um, I pulled the Volkswagen into that. And really, Flagstaff, Arizona, is up high altitude, snow all over the ground, very cold. Mm-hmm. There was a pot belly stove there. I'd load it with firewood. And so my backside was warm, my front side freezing sort of thing. And I pulled the engine out of this Volkswagen, put it up on a bench and proceeded to follow this book to take it all apart. And then I took, following the book, I took the fly rods, the sorry, the, whatever those rods are that hold are bolted to the crankshaft and Run the piston up and down, took those down to a machine shop and had the bearings fixed, redone. Okay. And the machine shop bent one of the fly rods. Okay. And, and I didn't know that. That sounds so bad. It sounds terrible. So I came back, put the whole engine together, started it up, and it was just clack <laughs> like clack. There's a whole thing trying to tear itself apart. And I'm like, I every time I try to do something mechanical, this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like the karma of it. I didn't even do anything wrong, but God is telling me, don't fix things. So but, uh, somebody so bent a fly rod. Did you, how did you drive mm. the car? Wait, I'm confused. I couldn't drive the car. Right. So I had to take the engine back out. And I called a friend of mine and said, this is what it sounds like. I actually had the engine in and I had him listen to it. He says, oh, you got a bent fly rod.
1: Oh, I see.
2: <clears throat> okay. Pulled it apart, took fires down. They straightened him out, apologized profusely, and I put it back together again. This was a six-month I project. I
0: see. I see. Okay.
2: Yeah, and it made me swear off mechanical stuff.
0: I mean, that makes mind. more sense to me now. Why you were sort of excited to do it again, but then also not exactly confidently yeah. thrilled.
2: You would have had to have been very enthusiastic. I think at that point, you would have been, "Yes, Dad, let's do it." And I'm. Probably you were like, mm.
0: I was like, one, I don't want a really old VW bug. Don't want an old uh, and two, this makes no sense to me. Yeah,
1: that was okay.
0: It. We could do it. I mean, I remember uh, reading the book and thinking it sounded like a cool project, and also one that sounded like there were many points at which it could go wrong.
2: Daunting. <laughs> it was going to be daunting. Oh, well. There's many things I would probably do different as a dad. Is that one of them? I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. Really? I would have made you do that. That would have been a really good thing. Make me. We were going to do it together. Well, I would have made you do it together with me. I said, get in here. But it didn't. I
0: think it would have been cool. I think I'd be really good, actually, at being a car mechanic. Really? Yeah. I'm good at putting things together. Oh,
2: didn't get that from me.
0: I'm actually very mechanically minded when I try. It's one of my I skills.
2: Totally did not get that from me.
0: I'm also really good at maps and directions.
2: Now that you got from me. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about Shake Shack and
0: stuff like that. One, oh, two? yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That thing instead of like random That's memories. Like what we're into. Um, yeah, I was wondering about before we like talk about numbers and whatever's um this is something what 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 it brings to mind for me is this big question that i've been basically pondering since we started this whole investing education thing um when you have somebody like shake shack so for anybody who didn't listen to the last one shake shack is a burger restaurant chain that got started in new york city and uh has a famous restaurateur named danny myers who's the uh CEO, the business guy, and the ideas guy behind it, and he's very well-known. And so when you have a company that has a leader like that, a founder, Mm -hmm. who then maybe, I can't remember when he stepped away, but I'm pretty sure he's pretty much stepped away from the company. What's How do you sort of factor in the potential risk of them leaving the company like i love companies that have founders running them but if the founder leaves that suddenly becomes a very different company so uh, for something and shakes a great example for something like that how do you as an investor personally uh, uh handicap maybe would be a way to ask that question
2: well, I handicap it big time if the if the founder leaves, that's a huge red flag to me.
0: Not leaves, but just uh, let's say like you're investing, I, I really like this founder, they're involved. What uh, but like who knows, you know? Maybe they leave the year after you invest or something. Uh, I know that changes the story dramatically, but like when you're making the initial investment, how much do you think about that potential happening?
2: Like the potential of the founder leaving yeah um put it like this if like the the management team is one of the really critical things you want to have for a company Mm -hmm. and especially if there's founders involved you you want to know that they're really good at what they do because often they own enough control of the company that you can't there wouldn't be a time when they could be forced out probably Mm -hmm. so if they're going to run things there actually, it's one of my favorite things to invest with people who have founded their their companies, particularly if they're down, you know, a couple of generations down into it. Um, we did Sanderson Farms uh, for a long time because we got a tip from a friend of ours that we ride horses with. That she was friends with Sanderson, Joe Sanderson runs it, and he's like second or third generation running this this chicken per, uh, poultry place, hmm. and um, it's just and and so you know that there's a first off that there's a deep um, connection between investors and the founders because they all got a lot of stock. Yeah. And if that stock has problems, number one, they got a lot of stock. Second, they're going to look for the long run. They they are not going to be forced to be quarter to quarter. Like a lot of companies mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And exactly. the companies that are quarter to quarter are often run by mercenaries and it sounds a little harsh, but that's what they are. Right. They're fast gun for hire you get them out of Harvard Business School by the gross and they go run companies. That's what they're trained to do. They're mercenaries, mm-hmm. just you know, samurai warrior
0: Ronan who are gonna who, go. Who by out the and way can company. be freaking amazing at running companies and yeah, go watch the seven samurai. You're using a negative word, a a but village. I don't consider it to be negative. Well, hey, this
2: have you seen the seven samurai? Have you ever seen that Kurosawa movie? No. You've got to see it. It is so classic. And I think it's been remade in Western movies with gunfighters and you know, westerns, and and there's no way they can even get close to the impact of what Kurosawa did. So I'm not, it it doesn't negate their skill set to say that they're mercenaries. These seven samurai were no longer had a master and they were Ronin and they had they weren't they couldn't eat. So they sign on to help, you know, guard people or do whatever. And a village that had no money that was being robbed by bandits every time they had a harvest and the girls were being raped and it was terrible. They couldn't do anything about it because they didn't know how to fight. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And so they went, they sent somebody to go get some samurai and all the samurai like piss off, right? (laughs) I'm not going to come and die for a bunch of farmers, right? You don't, and they don't have any money.
0: Okay. They that's what I was going to say. I mean, isn't the whole idea is that they do it in exchange for money. Okay.
2: Right. So. If mean, they had no money, you could get some rice. Come yeah. on. First thing. Yeah. And so any case, there's these samurai who are really, you know, that's a real moral guy who sees the problem. Anyway, he rounds up a bunch of guys, seven of them, and they go into this village.
0: Ah, so they do it not for money.
2: They do it not for money. They do it because they're warriors.
0: And one could say at that point, perhaps no longer under the mercenary label.
2: That's probably mm. right. Probably right. Yep. Yeah, if you take the 20 million a year away from these guys, I don't think they're there running your company anymore. But these well, guys want to fight for they're these They're doing villagers. it for another
0: reason, like long-term stock gains that would be okay
2: I'd be good with that I'd be, be happy good with, with that. that
0: absolutely the problem I've got is they
2: don't have downside when uh, there's a there's yeah a book that's book. a
0: really good point
2: there's you got to have skin in the game that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for for CEOs that have skin in the game they've got and that's why I like the founders so much they got a lot of skin in the game mm-hmm. it's it's family money right so when you look at Sanderson Farms that was that was Sanderson's family you look at Tyson Farm that's the tyson family you know I mean, you can find them out there the guys that run uh the biggest egg producer in the country i always forget the name of it they're they're a family-run business that goes all the way back you know you look at um what ray Kroc did with mcdonald's he basically turned it into his own business and ran mm-hmm. it like a founder same thing with starbucks with schultz I, I really like that same thing with apple with jobs and you know
0: i mean not really a family business right
2: no, well, I mean it's founder run, you know. Yeah, founder it run. wasn't founder run. It yeah, it yeah, really ran off the rails. Yeah, and so I love I love a founder run business. By the way, can we just inside. give
0: Tim Cook his due here because oh, I was not confident. Oh no, no, what? I'm not a Tim Cook fan right now. Okay. But I was not confident after Steve Jobs passed away. I was like way down on Apple, thinking the same thing would happen again. And he has kept that company going really well.
2: Okay. I'll give him 10 out of 10 for that. Yeah. Now, here's where I give him zero out of 10. Okay. As I understand it, I don't know if this was from Isaacson's book on jobs or where I heard this. So don't... it, it. It's not gospel that Steve Jobs did not want to put manufacturing in China and Cook, who was the head of his operations, really pushed it and got manufacturing in China. And now Apple is in a really bad position. I agree. And I don't know if that wouldn't surprise me
0: that Jobs didn't want that.
2: Yep. And, And the problem is what makes it really, really bad is you've got a guy running the company who is not about to say, I really made a terrible mistake. He's going to try to defend that China connection. And he is. Oh, is he? You know, actively staying active with China. And, you know, it's going to, I mean, Tim Cook could take that thing down because of his, his decision to put the manufacturing there. At the so same time, we... it is
0: pretty impressive that they've managed to divorce themselves from Intel to some extent by creating their own chips. Oh, that is a huge, huge move that, that huge Apple has move. made. So I, I see them trying to regain that. control. Um, yeah. It's an, it's an interesting one. I agree. And, and I, in my opinion, that company has moved into the realm of like run by a paid person not somebody who really is identified with apple although his name is tim apple as we all know oh, obligatory joke i'm sorry okay so not even funny it's like a little bit funny it's just enough <laughs> you're a little bit funny <laughs> um but so like yes founders are important massively
2: yeah so but here look at let's let's go back to shake shack for a second because here's this guy who founds it but his heart isn't in running a burger business right he's not a ray Kroc. let's figure out how to franchise he's a guy that loves to build restaurants
0: yeah and he's, and he's amazing at it, at it
2: right so if you look at the founder of shake shack and you go is this the right guy to put all of my retirement money with and all of my future if you're going to buy just one company Would i want it to be this guy's company because hey he's the founder i would say boom red flag this guy is unlikely to be running this franchise company well
0: it's okay not well what that's he does. that's an opinion but it's one that a lot of investors disagreed with because a lot of people bought that company when it went public who, because who of Danny right. Meyer
2: and who was right
0: well, I, to be fair, Dad, you're looking with a lot of hindsight,
2: and they were not. <laughs> but I didn't buy it when he came roaring you, out. You hadn't even it heard like, of it until No, I'm last not doing, week. I heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it's just like the writing was on, to me, the writing's on the wall. When you go with somebody, you got to go with a management team that's talented. And what do they have to be talented in? They have to be talented in franchising and building out, you know, thousands of Shake Shack locations.
0: I hear you. Yeah. You're not not looking for
2: a brilliant
0: cook. Fair. Well, he's not a cook. He's a restaurant manager.
2: He's a restaurateur.
0: He's a restaurateur. restaurateur.
2: Okay. Then I would say- By the way, the restaurant I couldn't remember
0: last time was 11 Madison Park. That's his flagship restaurant. And it is- The new
2: flagship restaurant. Because the the old flagship restaurant was the Union Square Cafe.
0: No, no. That was never the flagship. That's just- been there a long time and is what? very successful but the it's not it's not ultra fine dining 11 madison park is ultra fine dining and it's fab and i highly recommend people go uh and then you can go to shake shack afterwards which is across the street in the park
2: oh great have <laughs> a burger So my point is it's better than the meal you got there
0: at The other what place. kind of handicap do i put on a company that has a founder who let's say i actually do think would be amazing at running a franchise or running whatever business this company does a martha stewart let's say
2: a martha stewart maybe and
0: and yet like how do i know that she's not going to drop dead please god don't let that happen to martha but just this is only an example it's hypothetical <laughs> how do i know like what happens to that company without her and how do I handicap for that in my like investing process?
2: Okay, tough question. I mean, here and that the answer is, don't buy this new stuff.
0: Don't buy this <laughs> wait, new stuff. Wait,
2: don't buy new companies. Wait, wait until they've really got have gone through ten years of data and and the management team has been through a big recession. And then you get a good sense of whether they've come out of that recession, if that was an anti-fragile company or whether that was a fragile company. If You know, as Buffett says, you get to see when the tide goes out, who's been swimming naked? When the tide's coming in, everything's great. But when the tide goes out, real problems start to show up and mm-hmm. cracks happen in the management team. So you want to really see the data, and that eliminates an awful lot of sort of startup kinds of questions, like will Martha Stewart be a successful CEO or will Danny Meyer be a successful CEO? Here we are down the road, you know, 10 years later, and Danny Meyer's is not a successful CEO, and his, the people who invested in his startup at the IPO are have made no money for a decade.
0: Okay, Right. let me rephrase. So that's
2: how I would look at
0: Person it. Person X is a very successful CEO and has 30 years of data. Person in X the in the company. The right. company has 30 years of data. Person X is the founder, is like the world's greatest manager of companies the world has known. Incredible, couldn't be better. Right. I guess what I'm asking is like, what kind of key man insurance? Key man is what we call it in venture capital. Um, like, without this person, this company doesn't really work. But with this person, this company's in, like amazing and totally worth investing in. Uh, and there's actual insurance policies you can buy for if the key man or woman, but it's called key man, uh, like gets hit by a bus. So, what kind of key man insurance sort of thought process? Yeah. What I go through. I
2: actually deal with that quite. I don't deal with it all the time, but I've dealt with it a lot of times. Um, looking at a company like Taiwan Semiconductor, that's got a, you know, the CEO was 90 and the founder and brilliant,
0: mm,
2: mm. you know, and, and we stayed away from it because of that. Mm.
0: Mm, that's a fair point. Yeah, on, and and somebody who's older and is definitely going to retire soon. Let's say that's a that's right. a really f- similar situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, and it's just because we couldn't evaluate the guys that were underneath it It's Chinese mm-hmm. company, and we didn't really know how to do that. On the other hand, we look at Berkshire mm-hmm. and the guy running that's ninety years old,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I feel very confident about it because. I understand the value of the business very well it's not a technology business like taiwan semiconductor is so i don't have to worry about people being brilliant i just have to worry about the guys who take over from buffett running it and they're running it now they're running all of the subsidiaries now yeah exactly so if i can look and see that that the people who are coming up behind the ceo who's old or retiring or whatever are brilliant then i'm good at OZK Bank, OZK, we've got the same thing. George Gleason is—he's like my age. I mean, he basically built that thing from when he was in his twenties, hmm. and is brilliant, brilliant banker. And banking, in particular, a lot like a technology company, you really have a lot hmm. of confidence in the management team, or you, you're screwed because they can make a muddle of it. Yeah, as as we've seen lately. Yeah. So. Gleason is gonna gonna leave. I don't know when he's gonna leave. So we're looking really closely at the guy that's running the major division there, the real estate division. And we really like him, and he's really good. And he he, he took over from a guy that Gleason fired who was a superstar. I don't know. To this day, nobody knows why they had parted company. But it was going to be that the, the real estate group was gonna fail. I mean, that that's what, what was gonna happen. And and OZK was gonna have big trouble and her stock went down like 60 percent when this guy left Mm. and gleason picked this other guy and he's great and he's built that's clear back in 2017 or something it's he's he's had a lot of years under the under his thumb now and done very very well with it very well so all good i
0: really appreciate that answer because you're right i think of it as this very like Rare situation of a special person who's identified with the company very directly. But you're exactly right. It's not just that. It's actually quite a probably somewhat common situation of retirement, of somebody wanting to move on after 10 years, try something new. Like, how it's really actually not such an isolated question. It's much more like, what does happen to this company when? this person who's identified with it, who's been running it very successfully does leave because that is going to happen to every single company yeah. that we invest it's, it's in. Maybe it doesn't happen while we own it, but it's going to happen a hundred percent of the time.
2: Right. 100% so right.
0: yeah, that's actually a really interesting reframing I mean, that at, I hadn't quite look done. At Ulta,
2: right. I mean, Mary Dillon decided that, you know, she'd, she built the company she wanted to build at Ulta. Mm, and mm. the challenges were now, um, how do we how do we really make this continue to grow and have you know have fun growing it? And she loves to build stuff, and it's kind of like okay, well, the next step for Ulta is going to be a big next step in order to grow. They're going to have to go overseas, um, and she picked a guy who's an accountant to take over the company. Mm and uh the stock was doing real well and i sold it
1: Hmm.
2: i just didn't have a confidence that this guy would do well stock continued to go up riding her coattails on all the work she had done and now it's back down again um because nobody knows how this guy's going to build this thing and you take the take the growth rate out of this thing and all of a sudden the multiple goes down and he's got a lot cheaper stock
0: yeah super interesting
2: yeah yeah all right it really is super interesting
0: Let's chew so, on that. And then we'll uh, maybe talk a little bit more about Shake Shack details next time.
2: All right. That sounds good. Love you, honey. Good talking. <laughs> go Love play. you too. Thanks for <laughs> listening,
0: everybody, to our reminiscences Bye-bye. about uh, VW bugs. Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> God. I, I'd, I'd do that again.
0: I just remember enjoying that reading that book. I read that book like cover to cover. It was very. Honey,
2: it's not too late. If you want to come and hang out and rebuild a Volkswagen engine, I could get behind that.
0: Let's do it. Yeah. Why not spend three we'll months? You posted on that. Yeah. What else have right we got on. to do?
2: The pot bellied <laughs> stove keeping <it> us warm. <laughs> Thanks,
0: everybody. Bye. Bye.